Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gardner Carney Leadership Institute podcast. The GCLI has developed a pedagogy of leadership which combines brain science, leadership studies, cultural competency, and developmental psychology. Its mission is to teach teachers to teach leadership to students. This is your go-to podcast for discussions, tips, and stories for leadership and leadership education. And I am your host, Catherine Birdie, but please call me Birdie. Our world is in dire need of people just like you, people who are committed to building communities of leaders, young and old. So let's get busy leading the next generation of leaders, and thank you for joining us. Hello, hello, GCLI. Birdie here. So excited to have you on to listen today. We have Valerie Lore from St. Mary's Hall in San Antonio, Texas with us today to talk about athletics and perspective. And with that, hello, Valerie. Hi, Birdie. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We just returned from the Leadership Lab, and so it's really glad, good to see your face again and talk about uh, in further detail about kind of the work you do at St. Mary's. Before we begin, can you give us a quick little rundown of what brought you to St. Mary's? <laughs> I don't know if it's quick. I will try. Uh, <laughs> so at St. Mary's Hall, I am the Director of Student Wellbeing and Performance Mindset. I'm also the field hockey coach and the women's lacrosse coach. I really enjoy these positions as sports, you know, have been a large part of my life since I want to say 12 years old. I won't say before that I had one of those crystallizing moments that I wanted to be more than just a brain and it rolled into athletics and perspective, which plays into what I do now. I came from the college realm previously, a college athletics coach and an instructor with um, health and wellness, excuse me teaching future educators how to instruct and teach in health and wellness for ages basically 5 to 22 years old. And within that component of health and wellness, we know is self-care, we know is perspective setting. We also know there is a lot about grit in that as well as just all the tools that we like to use to be leaders. That's that's awesome. And then I'll also add that I do know that you're a rec- recovering attorney right oh yes i forgot about that yes <laughs> yes 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 thank you that's you've had a um a very interesting and wonderful career and i for one am glad that you are working with students in a very important area so let's just start with the perspective building topic how do you help students or teachers learn more about perspective setting I think that's a great question, Bertie. With perspective setting, and you know, I pause and I hesitate whenever addressing perspective because it's something that's so intimate to people. Sometimes it can almost feel like an assault on your character when you ask someone, aren't you more than A, B, or C? So perspective setting, when I work with students, teachers, I also actually work with like current teams and universities now to get their teams aligned, perspective set, identity piece, and then goal set as a unit and as an individual. So with perspective, I think that one of the things to recognize and what I help them do is understand that they are more than one thing. So 
what I mean by this is human beings are wonderfully complex. And with that complexity comes a multitude of facets. And some folks think that they're being disingenuous or they're, you know, not being true to who they are by one day loving being an athlete, the next day loving being a student, the next day loving being an artist. However, this is all who we are. Right. You can't, they want, I know that I've fallen prey to this, like forsaking one area of my life for another at different points in times when it's really a continuum of all of it. And it, you know, it took me decades to learn that lesson and students haven't been around that long. Right. Um, so, so how do you have them hone in on a particular area that is relevant to the goal before them? So that always starts with a, a conversation you know, sitting one-on-one. And I've done this in a group. I was presenting at the National Field Hockey Coaches Association a couple years ago and did an exercise with all the coaches in the room. And they were very brave. They were wonderful humans. Um, Teachers, coaches, human beings, athletes, students, you can really put yourself into this, into a single, like, flat persona. So you can wake up in the morning and have a fabulous breakfast no traffic you hit every green light lunch is your favorite you got along (laughs) great with your colleagues everybody loved your ideas you go out for a two-hour practice and it's probably one of your worst day coachings in your entire life and you come home to this lovely family and this lovely meal and they ask you how your day was and you say it was the worst day ever because that's the day that i chose to put all my eggs and my self-worth into my coaching basket. So it's really fun just to sit down with somebody and get a piece of paper and ask them, what do you like to do? And write it out, like all of it. So sometimes they need a little prompt on, you know, you can say, well, do you like reading? So it'll be like, I like reading. I like following politics. I like watching movies. I like going for walks. I like dogs. I like cats. And they get on and I like my nieces. I like my nephews. I like my friends. Okay. And there's usually about 30 or 40 items. I'm like, wonderful. Sometimes you have to put a time limit on it. (laughs) Keep going, right? Um, And then, you know, who are you? Like, how do you describe yourself? Like, are you a friend, a sister, a daughter, a son, um, an artist, and they start listing out all these things. And believe it or not, like, let's say we're talking about sport, you know, field hockey comes up once and athlete comes up once. So they'll have a sheet of about 60 and 70 things. So I have them cross out the field hockey and, and the athlete. And I say, wow, that's 68 out of 70. I'm pretty sure you have a high A friend. Like, so why is this one critical moment falling apart for you? Like, why is this moment critical? It's only, it's two two points out of 70. Let's think about this. Let's reframe this and remove this pressure because it's not who you are. It's a piece of who you are and it doesn't control you. That is so liberating and I'm so glad that you're teaching this to high school students now. That's really, really great. All teachers can do this. Oh, very easily. And it's not an in-depth thing. And you also don't have to, you know, therapize. I would strongly suggest not. This is just helping them see things they already know 
and you need to see it in front of you. That's why you should write out things at the end of the day or first thing in the morning, right? Right. Well, and then, so you've taken these two things out, but as a coach, those are two important things for you to work with in in terms of goals and grit and resiliency, especially when the chips are down, right? So how do you how do you take those two things and then build grit um, and kind of a growth mindset? So I like that a lot. And the reason I like it and that question is because one, doing this exercise releases pressure. Mm-hmm. And we know when we release pressure that we can perform at our highest level, right? We find that confidence through Maslow's hierarchy of needs where you know our basics are met and then we're moving up and we're gaining self-confidence so now we can self-actualizing now you as a coach you can put in more as we call it deliberate practices so practices that purposely cause frustration to where your athletes can't get it over and over and over a few days maybe four or five sessions and then once they get it letting them live in that amazing moment for a day or two and then resetting that reminds me so much of working in the proximal zone of disequilibrium, right? You're, you're practicing, practicing, working towards mastery, falling short, and then hopefully you get it. But you don't want to stress them out too much because of the redlining effect. So I really, I really love that. So they've, they've got, they've practiced, they've built the skills. Um, how do you determine when they are ready to move on to the next level in terms of leveling up their practice play yes so once they start getting really cocky (laughs) i'm not gonna lie (laughs) oh well and you know that 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 translates though into the classroom you know i know that my students are either bored or are struggling when there is some type of some type of energy either cockiness or levels of frustration that that tell me tell me that things are not quite where they need to be and I need to reset so yeah I get that I get that what's a story that could demonstrate kind of this perspective taking grittiness in your coaching world I have a really fun story Um, and also to your point I say cockiness in jest because I actually like my athletes' cockiness. Like, please know that I like them to be like, you know, convinced that, you know, they know what they're doing. When they're leaving the field with too much energy or they're starting to like bicker at each other a little bit, sometimes you know that you need to push them harder. They need to go into that space of disequilibrium. Like when we were at GCLI and you all talked about that, I was like, I teach this. I just didn't know what it was called. Yay. <laughs> uh, so back to your question there are a lot of moments like that at GCLI you all just put it into my head so clearly things that I was like like kind of like messing with and playing with so I just I just thank you all so much um, so the grit the grit and perspective um, I've got two really fun ones all about the same kid it was my first real coaching gig as an assistant coach this is when I left <laughs> I left the legal career behind to make a very small salary as an assistant coach. Um, I went out to my first gig and 
I was there, I think it was my second or third year. We had this player. She's just phenomenal. Like an all-American lacrosse and field hockey player. Like brilliant kid. Really smart and incredibly passionate. And I love passion. I know passion can tip us into red line. So it's got to be managed really well. And this athlete, she could just carry a team on her shoulders, which would also mean that if she plummeted, the whole team was going down. (laughs) Um, Man, that kid would sit there on the field and just with 100, 200 balls, went after practice when everybody was gone and still worked. Like her, her grit, her commitment to being better was amazing and to her teammates. And because she carried all that, you know, some days were just not her day. And sometimes she would get into a slump and not for very long. And it would deeply impact the team. So I remember one day leaving the turf, we were walking off and I was like, Hey man, can you hold up a second? And she's like, yeah, of course. And her body language, eyes were down, shoulders slumped, like a sweaty mess, which she always was, but in the best possible way. Cause she's one yeah. of the hardest workers out there and just wasn't feeling it. And I said, you know, are you okay? What's going on? And she actually like yelled at me and was like, I don't need to tell you anything. You don't need to know. And this was my first real like aha moment, like as a coach and an educator where I said, I took a minute and like put my own ego in check. Cause in my head, I'm like, you're my athlete. Like I get to know, right? Like I get to fix you. (laughs) But I put a pin in that and I just said, you're right. You don't have to tell me anything. And you can't act like that. Yeah. You carry too much power. You're too, you have so much passion that you can sway our entire team. So when you come onto the field, I need you to put it away and perform because that's what we're here to do. And to her, you know, credit, never another instance like that again. And that was like, like disruptive for her. And in the grand scheme of how athletes can be and how we can all act under pressure, very small, but it was large for her. And having that moment, she just was like really surprised. I I forgot that she had said like, you're not gonna make me talk. No, like, no, just be better. And she's like, all right. I love that, just be better. I mean, that's, you know, that's one of those weird ones because, you know, we, we talked about the feedback model and that's not exactly the, I guess the, the course of how that conversation goes, but it is valuable feedback and it, she did, she seems to have responded well to that, which tells me probably her perspective, uh, maybe she had a bad day, but her perspective in that she was not only just an athlete who carried the weight of the team on her shoulders, she, she was able to shrug that off and come back and, and do well. But it also, so there's feedback in that, but also probably yours and her ability to be both on the dance floor and on the balcony at the same time. So got a lot going on there with our, with our Hafizian metaphors, <laughs> but you know, I think that's, that's really, really, that's a great example. And I think that a lot of us see students like that who just need that little bit of a nudge. It is also, I think, important that you were able to kind of put yourself in check, which is not easy to do sometimes, especially in a tough moment. So bravo. <laughs> It was pretty cool because I'm thinking back <clears throat> to Mike party. My group had the crucible to explain. And that's exactly one of those moments, right? Yes. Like where you're turning up, you're modulating the provocation enough yep. 
And uh, if you push it too far, we're going to just explode the glass container. And if we don't turn it up at all, it's just, we're just going to sit in this nothingness and nothing's going to change. Yep. It's such a delicate balance. Very, very cool. So in terms of health and wellness, let's switch to that at St. Mary's Hall. What do you, do you have classes? Do you do it as an extracurricular? How, how do you get the information to the teachers and the students? Well, my athletes would tell you that it's all the time. Um, <laughs> and um, quick story before I, we uh, break into how we implement the curriculum. Uh, my first year, I started the brand new women's lacrosse program. The kids asked me to do it. And they were all taking, I teach form nine through 12. So I teach all of them. And one of the skills that we learned through emotion regulation was to ride the wave. So with, as a new team, we were halfway, maybe three quarters through the season and had it once brand new team. None of them have played lacrosse. And we were at a game that was getting really heated, like really contested. And then the coach on the other team really went after the umpire for like a collision that happened on the field with our players. And he got carted out of the whole stadium. And like the ref starts throwing cards like left and right. And we're like, <laughs> and I'm like trying not to laugh. Cause I'm like, is this happening right now? Um, <laughs> and one of the kids on the sideline looks out to our 12 on the field and yells, ride the wave. Because the wave technique is to separate ourselves from our emotions, get on top of them in a big inner tube and allow ourselves to flow with them as they come and go. So it doesn't impact how you're, how you're playing. Like you can keep your passion, you can keep your excitement without getting sucked into the chaos of disequilibrium. And they were all yelling, ride the wave. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That is so cool. Go, go, Um, go coach, go. That was all them. Um, so how well, and that's but that's of, when you that's that's when you know that the learning is has stuck. That's that's amazing. It was a good moment. Yeah, and they they they're really great. Um, so back, I teach distress tolerance, emotion regulation, mindfulness, interpersonal effectiveness, along with perspective setting, um, leadership, and basically just about any high functioning executive skill that you can think of in these classes. We use part of Liz Dexter Mazza's um, DBT in schools as a steps A program, but it is not, let me be clear, it is not therapy. This is toolkit setting. So everything, I weave it all together because in interpersonal effectiveness and emotion regulation and mindfulness, all these things to be all in, in the moment right now, you have to understand who you are. You have to be balanced in your food, your nutrition, your sleep, your self-care. You know, all of these things play together. So I've woven together an awesome curriculum that hits all of these points of addressing the whole person. And so I teach forms nine through 12 in all throughout my first year. And then this year, again, my third year, last year, we split it up a little bit, but I'm going to go back to teaching every single kid. So I teach about 260 students throughout the year. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. And I'm adding a leadership course this year. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm really, which was why I was at GCLI. Well, hey, GCLI community, let's help Valerie get that off the ground. We need, we, 
we can do it. We can do it. It's it's amazing work. It really, really is. So as we wrap up, um, what in in all of your study and all of your experience has been the best resource for you when you talk about some of this work or most inspiring? Well, two things. The first one is to even like know about GCLI and get there. Dr. Liz Stockdale, she's my upper school head. She attended GCLI. Oh, great. I can see it. Like she's the one that is like, yes, you can teach a leadership class. And like our head of school, Len Miller and um, uh, Ellen Dietrich, like they're looking to like create a leadership academy. So like those people, like those resources, they're brilliant. People, and people, people, people. Like it's all people. Yes, people. Yes. And then I think for me personally, um, I have so many books, and ones that I one that I really actually I really enjoy um, Paulo Coelho's uh, The Four Agreements. You know, taking nothing personally, even though we know we can sometimes from the GCLI, we right. don't have to always assume the best intentions, and we right. can control how we react. Right. Um, the Alchemist, you can read that at different points in your life, and it means something completely different each and every time. It's absolutely brilliant. Like, absolutely brilliant. Those are some I books agree. that I keep on my shelf right now. I'm like, I'm looking over at it, and I'm like, mm. I have like different, several different versions of the Bible. I have Powers of a Girl, like The Rise of Superman, like all of these things on my shelves. Well, I, yes, I, but I love, I love those examples because they are they're applicable to almost anybody and they're accessible to students so great rex yes 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 well valerie thank you so much for being on the podcast let us know how the leadership um, course goes and stay in touch i will thank you so much birdie for this time and just everybody at gcli i really miss my cohort I miss Kelsey. I miss Jen. I miss you. Like I miss Catherine, like Mike, Jeremy, everybody was just phenomenal. Like I can't say it enough of how much it filled my cup to be around like-minded folks who were really in it to help you be better. And in a way that was actually a growth way, not just to make you feel good, that growing edge. Well, and likewise, I mean, I think we, we return time and time again because we continue to learn and grow as well. So it is, it is a community and it is, It's ever-changing and always pretty wonderful. So thank you for being a part of the community. And stay in touch with everybody through those extension groups, guys. That's what what they're there for. All right. Take care, Valerie. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us today, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Until then, visit us at gcliadership.org and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You'll find all of our links at the bottom of our podcast. And until then, lead on.